Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. I am in bad shape as it gets. I feel like shit, and I'm going to tell you why. Our next guest, his name is Trey Riley. Great guy in the Air Force. I mean, the interview, I, I love this guy. But we both took one of these, this little nitro gummy bear. And I got to tell you, it was one of the worst things I've ever taken in my entire life. It was as bad as it gets. I could not swallow. I could not breathe. Wait until you see what happens to the guest, Trey. When you want to talk about a, a 180, he is out of it. That being said, I love Trey. Everything that you're going to learn about this guy, you're just going to fall in love with. He's an artist, he's a creator, a videographer, a photographer, an actor, trying to make it, wants to move to L.A. His backstory is phenomenal. Again, until this, this is, my stomach is on fire right now. I'm dying. I hope you enjoy this show as much as we did. Um, with that being said, also, today's show is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow. They have this new pillow, a MyPillow 2.0. Make sure you put in promo code 2.0. I can't even talk. Make sure you put in promo code TJCS. You get up to 66% off on the pillow, on all your items. The show also is streaming on YouTube. Share, like, subscribe, rumble as well. Audio podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever. You name it. I can't even talk. It's, it's the worst thing ever. With that being said, Trey Riley, everyone. All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. All right, we are back. I have Trey Riley. What up, Trey? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. Look at you, man. You got your own thing going on. I love the gold <laughs> chains, the glasses, the hat. You, it's working. Here, cheers to you. Cheers, man. You're drinking a Jameson. I'm drinking the Woodford Reserve. You do that? I do, man. It's what is that classic. for? So it's kind of like you blessing up. So you take a uh, take a salute, dab it, then you take a little sip. All right. Is that your drink? Are you are you a Jameson guy? Are you a whiskey guy? I'm more of a Buffalo Trace type of guy. So, Buffalo Trace? Oh, I have the organs. Yes, yes. So that's been my style for the most part. When you go out, do you ever order anything other than like you know like do you have a a margarita, like you know, is that kind of a drink? You I know? actually do. Like, I'm into sweets a lot. So yeah, me I'll, too. I'll be a badass and say, yeah, let me get that martini real quick or something like that. Yeah, just, just lose the umbrella, you know, and then we keep it moving. Like, keep I'm lose the umbrella. You got to lose the umbrella. You man. lose the umbrella. The all of that I know, and you put it right in. But I like the strawberry daiquiri. I'll take. I'll take a pina colada. Yeah, I don't care, man. Let's fuck it up. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So, so for people that don't know who you are, mm -hmm. just give me a brief synopsis. Give us a little background about, you know, who you are. Where you from? What you're about? Got you. So I'm Trey G. Riley. I'm originally born in Orangeburg, South Carolina, and I consider myself to be like the military actor. So I currently serve in active duty, United States Air Force, as a captain, and also I'm a professional actor, videographer, and photographer. I own my own business in that videography business. So you had a couple of things that you're doing besides the. And first of all, thank you for your service. Appreciate thank you. that. Thank you. But there's a couple of things that you're doing: videographer, photographer. Actor, right? Um, what if you could just focus on one? What would you want to be the best at? Like, what would you want to really hit to the next level? 
acting. Number acting. one, yes. Yeah. I, w- I was in acting for a while, too. It is not an easy task. Right. Got to have the confidence. Now, can you memorize lines? Yes, absolutely. Oh, you can? Yes. I couldn't do it. Oh, man. It's, it's really fun when you think about it, man. The way I see how I memorize it is that every time you, you read words, there's an emotion. There's an action that evolves with it. And it's kind of like, like riding a bike. So if you say certain words and you do a certain gesture with that word, your body's going to get used to that moment. So it's like, okay, if I do this, this word will come to play. It's all about interconnecting yourself with your mind and your body. I agree with you 100%. You have that action. You're doing something. You pick up the phone and you say it a certain way and you can remember that. I agree 100%. So talk to me a little about the... The Air Force, okay. right? What made you want to do that? So I've always wanted to serve. My dad, he's a retired gunnery sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. And I'm like, that's a lifestyle I don't want to have, but I do want to serve and, you know, give my respect to the country. So I did officer uh, Reserve Officer Training Course, ROTC, and I was like, okay, I want to be all in. At first, let me be clear, I want no part of it whatsoever. It was taken away from my college experience. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's going out, having a good time. I'm like, I'm stuck here. having to get ready to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, right? So to get to the point, right, I wanted to join the military because I want to make a difference with my actions rather than complain about what I see through our servicemen and women that are out there. So... You're dealing with the experience of suicide. You're dealing with the experience of not having your troops being taken care of. Well, let me be in that position where I can obviously serve, but also protect my troops under my command. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. So, so you're still active, you're saying? Yes. So, so you still go down, you still, you know, monthly, is it? So so here's the, there's a difference. So I'm active duty. So right now I'm on leave right now. So I'm actually going to be leaving to the National Guard. And that's when I do like my monthly one weekend a month, two weekends out of the year perspective. Do they? Do you see a difference? First of all, how long have you been in the military? So I've been in the military for six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a major difference between when you were there and six years ago than you are now? Because, and the reason why I ask that is you hear how different now, you know, and you hear, oh, military's gone woke, mm-hmm. right, so to speak. They're yeah. teaching CRT in the military and stuff like that. Do you actually see that? Do you see a big difference in the way the military was six years ago as in comparison to now, or you don't? Let me get a drink to that real quick. All right, I'm mm-hmm. going to drink to that, too. <laughs> oh, I got to take, hold on. Before I redo it, I'm going to take this edible. Okay. Camino. Got it in Manhattan yesterday, which is crazy that you could just walk into these stores and just buy whatever you want now. Must be nice, boss, man. Must be nice. You don't smoke. You don't do anything. No, I don't. All right, don't. we're, we're going to get into that. So here's this, everyone, <laughs> for 420 tomorrow. We'll see how this how this plays out. Enjoy it for me, brother. And we also, together, we're going to take this. Yes. It is the world's hottest gummy bear in the world, Lil Nitro. Compliments of Eric the Engineer. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I can't wait to see how this plays out. <laughs> but so I asked you about the military. Yeah. So go ahead. Continue. What were you going to say? Yeah. So in the past six years, the military has changed dramatically. I was experiencing myself or preparing, I should say, for the moment of being very tough, very all in your face, blunt perspective. Right. But then again, this is the, mil- the, the Air Force. So there's an upper scale of demeanor that we carry ourselves. Right. So as a whole, it's changed from being more like. Uh, this is how it goes. There's no questions about it. Too well. Let me hear your perspective. Or hold on. Let's let's make accommodations for this person's tattoos or this person's hairstyle. It has changed dramatically. Um, so you're saying that you 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 went in there 
And this is how I look at myself, too, because I always say I could use some boot camp. I could use some in my face, straightening out my life, stop being a lazy piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I feel like everybody could use that type of thing. My thing was, is when I'm done, I'm done. I want to get out and go home and right. and do whatever. So you're say, saying, though, that's what you thought you were getting into. And now it's more relaxed. People could have colored hair. If you want to have a ponytail, you don't have to shave your head. Stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's obviously some balance to the regulations, of course, but it's becoming more broad. Yes. And it's getting to the point where I had to reevaluate myself on how I even to how I need to approach the troops. Because I'm thinking as an officer, I'm I have to lead, all right? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I have to be more concerned about their emotions, uh, how these decisions can relate to their everyday lifestyle. And it's like all these have important factors into it. And it's to a point where it's like, I'm going to be honest, some of them are very sensitive. It's a sensitive community out there. And it's, it, it makes leaders, even in the holistic core, harder to decide what choices to make for the troops. And isn't it, you know, from what you're saying, it sounds to me, I would think that everybody there's... There's no singular person there. Everybody is just this one unit, right? Everybody's the same. No one's different. That's why, the, you know, you have the shaved heads. That's why you're wearing the same exact uniforms. That's why you have a cadence, right? Mm -hmm. so everything is in unison. And it's sounding to me now there's more individualism than there is, say, as a unit as a whole. Right. So they're trying to blend the, bo the both aspects of, yeah, being on one accord, but yet being yourself at the same time. It's hard to do that when your culture of the military has always been one and done and so that's the that's the disconnect that we're providing right now how can one person who doesn't want to shave their head or doesn't want to be the same route as everyone else still be part of a family and that's hard to contribute from the air force because or at least in the military because you still have to market to this generation and this generation is not like how we are or what older generations used to be. You know, there's another thing, too, is, you know, if you have these people that are individuals now and they're saying, I don't want to do that or I want to be doing this and, you know, now you're going to have to accommodate. I mean, th I'm thinking like the battlefield. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, as an officer and you're telling someone, OK, we, I need you, you and you and you're going to go over there and they're like, well, I don't really think that's a good idea. Mm -mm. So there's a time and place for everything. At that point, when we when our lives are detriment to, to the mission and to our family aspect, just shut up and color at this point for the livelihood. Now, once the battlefield is done, now we're in a safe environment, let me hear your perspective. It's my job as an officer to balance of, okay, this is what we need to do. Now that job is done, let's evaluate. Okay, what could we have done better? But at the same time, I'll allow you to create the space to hear your perspective. And I think that's what the military is trying to do better at. All we do is we run, we, we finish the attack, and we keep it moving. But now we're taking it to the point of, hey, I understand that I was sharp on you, and I said we just need to do this. But here's the why. We got to do better of explaining the why to our troops. Why, though? Why do you have to explain it? That's not what they're there for. They're there to protect. They're there to take commands. If you want to be someone that's in charge, then you stay in the military, and then you you know, you know, become a, a corporal or a officer or whatever it is that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. But when you're just a line soldier, that's what the whole point of it is. I take commands. I don't question my command. And now it seems like, well, I question my command after the fact. Well, maybe then I could then test and see if I could test, you know, and, and question the command during the act. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a slippery slope that you could you can go down. Maybe I'm wrong. You're there. You know, do you, can you see that? And also you're saying, well, when we're in war, it's different. But we haven't been. So we haven't tested that yet. 
Correct, correct. So the way I see my my perspective of leadership, everyone's leadership skills is different, right? I see it as a flow. Everybody has a flow. My flow is flexibility, longevity, and ownership, right? To the to the smallest airman, to the smallest soldier, that member has to have some sense of ownership as to why we are putting you and your life at risk for the betterment of our country. If I don't give that troop a reason as to why you're putting your life on the line, then yeah, they're going to question at the time that we do not need questioning at all. We need to be able to fight and defend ourselves. Providing that why will provide a sense of like, okay, I am a reason. I am not just a number. A lot of us feel like in the military, we are just a number. And how many times does history has to repeat itself to realize that these troops are better than just numbers? We have a reason. So let's provide that reason. Let's provide that scope of mindset so that now they're charged to lead not only on just on the battlefield, but beyond the battlefield. While we're in garrison, while we're in training, that ownership needs to be carried on beyond the boots on the ground. Okay, I understand that. I can I, I see where you're coming with that. As someone, though, that's in the military, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember in sports, this is the only reason why I can try to relate. I'm going to try to relate it to sports. When I was playing in high school, say, football, I knew there were certain teams. I'm like, oh, man, we're playing Central Islip today. They, they're they good. They're tough. They're big. They hit. You know, oh, we're playing, say, Hop Hog today. These are just different towns here on Long Island. They're easy. They're 0-6. We're going to walk all over them. And you have this temp- certain mentality. But as a soldier, do you sit there and say, oh man, I do not want to be fighting those Iranians. Those are some crazy people. Those are crazy motherfuckers. Or I don't want to fight Russians because, you know, in the cold and they have a different temper mentality. Or the Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to come at me with some nunchucks and, you know, if I got a hand, <laughs> fight them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there something like, you know, around, does that happen? Is that type of talk get talked about? You know, if you had to go to war, who would you rather be fighting than, say, A or B or Russian or Chinese or Iranian or North Korean? So I feel like when we take things seriously, of course, when it comes to picking and choosing, we don't have the luxury of doing that. It's all about can we defend ourselves no matter what scenario comes our way. And so I feel like regardless if it's the Russians or it's the Chinese or whomever, we should be able to find a way to provide either a diplomatic response to help nullify the situation, or if we have to re- to respond accordingly, we can with every aspect without losing the amount of casualties we provide. So the short answer is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Wh- whoever it is, whoever it is, the enemy is the enemy. Yes. Yeah. How do you feel? You know, and you know, last you know question I want to ask, and then we'll move on here though. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what's happening right now? You see, right now China. I don't know how in tuned you are to the current events, especially with the military, but you see China right now and they're threatening Taiwan. Do you, as an American citizen, mm-hmm. think, and, and also what's going on, say, in Ukraine, mm-hmm. do you think as an American citizen, not as somebody that's in the military, that we should be helping out people in Ukraine, that we should be defending other people's borders, like, say, Taiwan, if they get you know, in trouble with China. Should we have a response to that? Oh, man, that is a really tough question. Well, it's not really tough, but as Trey, not with the uniform, but as Trey, I think we're doing a little bit too much in with the, with the involvement of Ukraine. Um, I understand that when there's help in need, we need to be able to support, you know, as human nature of things. But I, but from a financial standpoint and resources, I feel like we're putting a little bit too much into that aspect and not making sure our own resources, our own training, our own financial needs are taken care of. I feel like we do a lot of giving and not protecting ourselves. So when it comes to the Ukraine aspect, I truly support that we should be able to help them out. But I feel like we're doing a l- little bit too much 
We're spending too much money. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, come absolutely, on. Yeah. We're spending all this money bringing it over there, but we have so many issues here at home. Homelessness. Yes. People that are, you know, addicted to drugs that maybe we could try to open up rehabilitation centers and trying to facilitate them in there and trying to get better and doing that. I mean, billions and billions of dollars we're talking about. Right, right. We could flip the dime on giving billions of dollars to resource to Ukraine, but it's taking a whole Congress to see if we can nullify all student loans. Why is that an issue? Yeah, right. You know? When we created the environment for us to get better education and all that prospects, right? So, no, I, I, I really uh, don't like the process on that. But when it comes to the aspects of, like, Taiwan, I think it's very concerning that uh, other countries are putting themselves involved. And it's all f- about fighting the resources, right? But, again, as soon as they touch our soil, that's when it should become more of a problem with us. But I feel like we're dipping our toes into everybody else's problem, and now we're spreading thin. We should be taking care of ourselves. How do you feel as a as a someone that's in the military? Do you look at what's happening at the border, say in Mexico, in Texas, in Arizona? Do you look at that as an invasion, or do you look at that as we are American, we should allow them to come in? So there's there's a balance to it, right? I feel like we are the country that should be able to hey. You guys are in a tough situation. We should be able to open our doors. But at the same time, we shouldn't just we should have a better process of screening those who are coming in. I think that's what we're not doing. I think what we're doing is very ancient and very like old school way of processing things. So if we create a different process of allowing people like, okay, you're in, we see what you got here, but what's your intent? Okay? Then we can eliminate everybody rushing to the board and creating more of more casualties than needed. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So you seem like a guy to me just by talking to you, right? So you joined the military because you want to better yourself. Yes. You seem like a really self-motivated person. What do you do in your regular life to motivate yourself? Do you read books? And if you do read books, do you have any recommendations? Do you have a strict you know, regimen that you get up at early in the morning, work out, do whatever? What mm. motivates you? What do you get yourself to do? Because you don't seem like you're ever always say, you don't seem like someone that's satisfied and just sits back and says ah now I can relax no absolutely not so what motivates me is the foundation that my parents have given me so they work from being very low class to now living this upper middle class lifestyle based on their hard work and dedication and for me it's my job as the next generation is to be able to sustain it or take it to the next level yeah. and for me my dad oh man he would, he gave me like this spaceship right and he's like you're gonna go to the moon and ever since I was a kid I was like I wanna go to the moon I'm gonna shoot to the moon and that's that's always been my motivation whatever I put my hands on in a safe nice cool way possible I wanted to take it to the moon and so what motivates me I don't read books as much you know, there were a couple of books that I read was like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, for example. He's he's a great writer on that aspect. And then I'm also reading certain books about like how to better prepare yourself for L.A., those type of books, right? But what, Wait, you said better prepare yourself for L.A.? Yeah. Oh, so that's your thing. Yes, you want to go to L.A.? I do. All right, so we'll so talk about that, but continue. I didn't mean to No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. And so, so, yeah, I don't read as much. It's all about, like, my internal drive, like... Again, my parents have set the bar. I want to raise it. But for me, I have a set goal. I see myself on TV. I see myself doing certain things. I can't do that being a lazy bum and just waking up doing nothing. Every time I wake up, every time I open my computer to my website, it has to be a tool to leverage me to the next point in my career. Nobody else is going to take me there unless I lay down the foundation and use my actions to do the talking for me. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So you're talking about L.A., but yes. you're from Jersey right now, yes. right? Mm-hmm. 
So let's get into this. So you go into the military, and then while you're in the military, what made you say, I want to get into acting and I want to do some type of artistry, photography, videography, whatever it may be. You know, it's all artistic. Right. Where did that come from? So it all started back in White Oak High School, and I had my English teacher. Uh, I was also in the marching band as well, so I was already dabbling into the arts, right? What were you playing? So I was a percussionist. Okay. So I was captain of the drum line. I was playing the drums, keyboard, all that jazz, right? So I loved it. And so I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, right? And so my English teacher was asking me to uh, try out this theater class. Okay, cool. Didn't think much about it, right? And then one day, uh, there was a show called Hairspray the Musical, and Hairspray the mu- musical. The musical, okay, yes, gotcha. yes. And I was playing a character called C.W.J. Stubbs, right? And there was one part where he had to sing this high-pitched note. And I was like, ma'am, I'm not ready for this. I can't do this at all. And so long story short, I just sang the song, and I just gave it my all. Everybody in the audience stopped and looked at me. I really thought I messed up. And they were like, this is exactly what we're looking for. And every time I've been going on stage, every time in front of the camera, I get this sense of freedom, Joe. Yeah, I, I know get this about sense it. of I know. freedom. Like, I can really be myself. I'm not going to let you pass by it, though. You're going to have to sing that little t- tune for us right here. Get okay. to that. Can you do that high note? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, all right, let's go. So set us up into the stage. So it's, this is Seaweed. Yeah, Seaweed J. Stubbs. Seaweed J. Stubbs, Hairspray the Musical. Give us, you know, a good. 10 seconds of that part that you knew that you had to get to that high note. Let's see what you okay, get. Okay, so I was pretty much on stage. The music's ramping up. Alright, here we go. So, here we go. Hey, I can't say what people look at me and only see the color of my face. And then there's those that try to help. God knows but always had to put me in my place. Now I won't ask you to be colorblind, but since you picked up fruit, and girl, you're sure to find a black at the berry and a sweeter than juice. I can say it ain't so, but darling, what's the use? The darker the chocolate, the richer the taste. And that's where it's at. Now, baby, run till that. Cheers to that. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, we have sometimes, you know, we have people come in here. I had this guy said he was a country singer and he wouldn't sing a lick. Really? You know, and you have some people. If you're going to come in here and you say you can do something, you got to go for it. Right. You could tell that you have it. You 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 have what it takes. Now you just need that break. I do, man. Yeah. Now that now you just need that break. Do you have a monologue too that you use? You or do you? Are you going on auditions? Yes. Cattle calls. What are you doing? Yeah. So I'm going on casting networks. I'm going on actors access. Actors access. Yes, Backstage. Sir. Exactly. I know all about it. Are you in any? Um, excuse me. Are you in any? Um, acting classes are you taking? No, not at the moment because I'm traveling a lot recently. So I've been doing it virtual at the time. And so now uh, I'm taking a quick break, just taking what I've learned and just keep practicing on what I can do from there until I find a stable spot to get hands-on, like in-person type of training. Again. What do you? So give me some of the movies that you have seen in the past and you're like, mm-hmm. I want to be in that movie. I oh. want to be in something like that. Oh, that's the type of character that I want to do. Okay, so some of these are not movies. So like the C- Or series. Okay, so CSI, right? So Crime Scene Investigations, I love the, that type of series. I like being that lead detective that's wanting to solve those type of problems, right? And then I also see myself in like the Star Wars series as well. I love, I love sci-fi fantasy. I just started watching all the Star Wars. Really? I just started not the not the old old ones from the seventies. Okay. I started watching from Phantom Menace, The Clone Wars, yeah. and whatever the other one is. First of all, that kid that played Darth Vader. Yeah. The um, 
when he was Anakin, when he was older. Hayden Christensen, yeah. He is a terrible actor. <laughs> he is as bad as it gets. I can't even watch it. Yeah. I, I can't even do it. It's, he's so bad. Yeah. But I will say this, though. The, the writing is great. Mm-hmm. It's good writing. It's just, you know, there's a lot of parts in it that was just bad casting. What's his name? Um, what's the... Not more... It's um, the one who plays... In it with John Travolta. John Travolta. What's his name? The the black actor. He was a Jedi. Oh, Mace, uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Okay, okay. Another bad part. Yeah. There was a bad casting on that. He mm. would, I don't know. I, I hated it. Yeah. I, I, you, did you, you don't watch Star Wars? I've never been a Star Wars guy, so I can't believe you seem like a Star Wars. Guy. Well, see, yeah. what, see what happened was that that new era, the early two thousands with the episodes one two, three, they were going through a lot of changes, okay? Like, I love the action parts of one, two, and three, but yeah, it, it was a little raunchy at times. Yeah, like Jaja Pinks was terrible. Oh my God, get rid of him. Get rid of him. I get rid of like, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ruined was, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. It's too much focus on the love and not much of the war. And yes. so when you watch the animation of, like, the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, that's the real shit. That's where you, like, okay, it's like Band of Brothers, right? Have you seen that? Yeah, that it's series? great. Love it. Oh my God. Think about that, but with Clone Troopers. That's yes. pretty much what it was. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what I wanted to ask you, and I forgot, though. What's up? Um, so you're in the Air Force. Did you ever want to fly a, a fighter jet? Absolutely or? not. No. Why? No, because um, just because I want to be in the Air Force, that doesn't mean I want to fly. I mean, what, <laughs> why are you in the Air Force, then? <laughs> because uh, so there's, there's certain levels of lifestyle when you join the military, right? So the perception is when you join the Air Force, you're more the rich, the preppy. You get the hotels. Even okay, though you're okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, cheerio. And so um, I remember being in uh, Abu Dhabi. I was in, uh, deployed out there. Make sure you put that mic closer to you. Yes, absolutely. My bad. You can bring it there. There you go. There we go. How about, ooh. Yeah, so now you hear your voice. Ooh, that sounds yeah. really good. So, yeah. um, so when I was deployed out there, uh, we had Marines out there. They were intense. We were in c- containers. But containers were considered a luxury compared to what they were dealing with. So whenever the Air Force rolls in, it's like, oh, you want to be out in the desert with us? Oh, no, we're going to be at the Marriott. You want to do yeah, that? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, we'll I want to be at the there. Marriott, too. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be in the desert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. When you, so Marines, Army, you know, they're out in the desert, they're out in the trenches. Navy, you're stuck on a boat. I ain't got time for that shit. And yeah. Air Force is just a big balance of both. So you're, you're doing acting. Yes. You're also in the ROTC. So, well, during college I was. Really. Down co- oh, no, not ROTC, but you're in the reserves. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, I looked at your Instagram page, and I also saw that you do videography, you do photography, right, on your website as well. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into that? What do you, you know, how did you go from acting to also doing that? Is, is that something that you think that, hey, I, I get this, I get all aspects of the acting, I get behind the camera. Mm-hmm. I get to see what people are, you know, looking for and what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me about that. So, what motivated me with that was I always want to have a job when it comes to the entertainment industry. And so, if I'm not in front of the camera, I better have the skills and the chops to be behind the camera. And so, fun fact: I started getting into this all by using an iPad. I was using an iPad to record my videos and content, things like that. An iPad so, is tough. It is. That's it a is. tough recorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I'm thinking to myself, oh, this 720 resolution is going to be great. Okay, Trey. Okay. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that's where I started off with. So I was literally teaching myself up to this point how to shoot with videos and shoot with uh, photography. The only thing I have for more training is my acting. And so I'm blessed to say that out of all these years of teaching myself that I'm able to have the 
the fortitude to use a Sony FX30, an A7 IV, a drone, all because I taught myself by watching YouTube and just going out there and just fucking doing it, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Just doing it. Yeah. You know, there's a... Um, I forget. I, 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 you know, I'm a big YouTube guy, and you know, when I was looking for cameras and I'm looking for different types of equipment, I forgot the the person, the the YouTube channel, but how they start their all of their shows. Mm -hmm. You know, they have that little montage at first. You know, their opening, and then it's right at the end, right before they get into their video. It says, "Just press record," and that's it. Yeah, just press record. Just do it. Yeah. And every day, if you just press record, because there's so many people that want to go on YouTube, there's so many people that want to start their channel, do videos like yourself, and they're so afraid to press record. Not only that, but I see so many people that try to come into the industry straight out of film school, and they don't know nothing. And that's the scariest part. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm putting my resume against those from people who like full cell university, and it's like... What you mean? They'd have no experience. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's the truth though. But but what you're saying is just get to work. Get to work. Prime example of that was recently. I was in uh, Virginia, and I've always wanted to take photos of cars that are just speeding by, and the background is very blurry, but the subject staying still. And I will watch it all the time. And I'm like, I've never done it. So as I'm walking to Trader Joe's, trying to get some oranges, you know, trying to stay healthy, I said, "F this guy it." Sounds just like me. <laughs> I'm a Whole Foods guy. I'm not a Trader Joe's. But oh, yeah. yeah. My girl put me on that one. Yeah. Um, I was like, fuck it. Let me take my camera. And what is your me... IG? Look at you. Yeah. And so right there is the example of me. This was literally the day I was at Trader Joe's. I took my camera out. I said, I'm going to get these shots. Let's see what you got here. Let's see. Is there, is there, a, is there audio on these? There's audio. Okay. And look at you said exactly is that now when you do that I remember back in the day when you would have like a camera that your disposable camera you would have to have like 400 film mm -hmm. to do fast moving objects is that still the same thing with cameras now or is it just totally different This is vastly different to where we are right now you even have cameras with mirrors in it and mirrorless Choose your vehicle in go look at that look how you did it those are great pictures too yeah. And you taught yourself how to do I all this. I taught myself. So I watched YouTube videos and I said, okay, now you apply it to my camera and let me test out my skills. What, what kind of camera are you using? So this one right here, I was using the Sony a7 IV. Sony, and there it is. Look at that. You have it all dressed up too. Oh, yes. Hey, look at you. You love it, right? I love it. I yeah. love it. Yes. And what about now when you do videos, you have the same camera? You just Is that a DSLR or is that a mirrorless? That's a mirrorless. Okay. Yes. So do Sony tends to go by mirrorless brands as of right now. Okay. Why Sony and not Canon? So, uh, so a couple of things. Sony. Better watch what you say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a drink real quick. Yeah, bro. yeah, me too, me too. This edible's <laughs> kicking in too. Jesus Christ, I don't know what I did to myself. Oh, this is going to be beautiful. I don't know what I did this for. <laughs> ah, it's 420 tomorrow. Hey, enjoy it, man. Happy uh, 420 Eve. So uh, I chose Sony because of the the palettes that they are able to use when it comes to color correction and the quality of the glass that Sony provides. Canon provides great glasses as well, but Sony is just so much next level. When you say that, you're talking about the lens, the glass of the lens, or are you talking about the mirror, the... The glass of the lens. Glass of the lens. Yes, okay, yes. so you're saying that so that's, that's something I didn't even, like, just somebody like myself wouldn't think of they have a better glass than this has a better glass because you would think glass is glass, no? Mm, no, no, it's, it's very different when it comes to certain forms of glass that you have um, because that's what, what, what shot me in the butt when I when I started using Canon. So I went from having an iPad and went to Canon, so I still have some respect for Canon. Um, and I, had a, I honestly had a shitty experience with it because I didn't know better. I didn't know that you can have any body of camera that you want, but it's the lens. 
that makes the quality of work so much better. So the answer to your question as to why I went from Sony instead of Canon is that Sony just has a great interface and it's just very it just has it, I consider it like the Apple of camera equipment. Don't you hate when you have somebody that you meet someone and they're using an Android? Ugh. Oh, it's so bad. And then when you text them, it's a green bubble. It's green. Oh, oh. Eric. I'm going to fight both of y'all. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know why he has he has an Android. And especially when you then you get attached to a group text. Oh, that's the word. And I can't get out. Dude, dude, don't you dare talk to me about a group right? text. Isn't it terrible? Oh, my God, dude. I created a group text for my company, right? And then one of my friends, he decided he wanted to get himself a Google phone. And so the moment he put his freaking number in the group text, green. Green. Now we now, have multiple now, chats. It's all green. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can get out. Nope. And, and and it's like, you know, you you now you're also restricted on how long the video is that you want to send. Oh, gosh. It's so bananas. I hate it. I have I'm in like three different group chats and is and there's one Android in each one and mm. it just changes that dynamic and you're stuck. Yeah. You're yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You, I, I look at my phone, I'm like, okay. I can't I can't edit the text anymore. I can't edit now, the yeah. texting. <laughs> I'm a big edit the text guy now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I always every time I edit the text, I say to myself, because I think the other person has to have it fully updated. Yeah. And I'm like, did they catch it? <laughs> they see it. Try to remove it just in yeah, time. Is it there? Is it still there? Because if they don't have the update, then they'll they don't see the edit. Joe, do you realize how many lives could have been saved with that small feature alone? Oh yeah. I oh know. my god, the amount of sad text messages I've seen. Well, how about unsent? Oh oh, oh yeah. Unsent. Oh yeah. Where unsent the fuck the fuck? was that at, man? Yeah, yeah I oh love it. God. Oh, I love it. Especially when you're dating, when you first go on these dating apps oh, and whatever it is, and yeah. you start doing that. Um you see that? Well, well, let me ask you this: What do you think of AI and what's going on with AI? Because I'm, I'm really so. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my thing with AI. Yeah, right? what's up? So you had like say the 1850s, and you had the Industrial Revolution, and it changed everything in the con- in, in the world, right? You had the trains, you had um, certain things, you had machinery that was different that was able to now instead of having human labor, you could now expedite certain things. So you had the 1850s, mm-hmm. and you had people. Like say Carnegie and all those uh, Rockefeller, whatever it was that they they really, I would say, they took advantage of it. You had to be a certain age at that time and really take advantage of that time. You could get wealthy and rich. Then you had the seventies, because you know it, for for almost a hundred years, say. Mm-hmm. It was all the same. Technology was, you know, a little different. The cars were a little different. You had planes, whatever. But it was a slow progress. And then you had in the 70s. And the people that were born, say, in the 1950s, like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Paul Allen from Microsoft, and all these other people, they started coding. And the computers started changing the game. Mm -hmm. And then you saw a slow progression. And then it took maybe, say, 20 years from the 70s until the 90s. And then the Internet came, right? And it changed the whole game. Right. Right? But it took a while. It took that 20 years. And then you have, say, the Internet. And you have the 90s. And then you have the 2000s. And then the 2010s. And now you have now. And things have changed dramatically. And those people got rich. Bill Gates got rich in that change of thing. Right? Yeah. And uh, Steve Jobs, he got rich. He got the Apple computer, and then you had that. But now you have something. You, you know, you have those cyclical things that are happening. Yeah. Right? The Industrial Revolution, computer software, internet, hardware, and you know how you could do the internet. And now you have AI. I think right here 
is the biggest that you've, we've ever seen in our life. There's nothing in comparison to it, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. And if you really get into it right now, and you really start thinking about what this AI is really capable of, mm-hmm. it changes everything. It does, Joe, but my opinion is the fact that it's very innovative when it comes to the productivity of organizations, but it is very harmful to creators and could create a society of lazy people. Well, you could see that already. Yes. The lazy people. Mm -hmm. That's already happening because, you know, certain things that you could do. You know, it's, I don't have to now pick up the phone and actually have a conversation with somebody. I could just text somebody, right? Right. That's a sign of laziness too. Or also a sign of, I don't really want to have human to human contact. Oh, I didn't think from that perspective. You got a point there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Also... Instead of writing a letter, I could just now, with ChatGPT, I can just tell them what I want and I can write the whole thing. I, do, are you exposed to ChatGPT? I am. Yeah. You are. Yeah. So I just downloaded it yesterday and bought it, the lifetime subscription, okay. two days ago. And I'm already amazed at what's, you know, what it's capable of doing. Like I put in there and I said, um, give me three most popular Shakespeare lines. Not only did it give me you know, Romeo and Juliet, whatever it was, all these three things that it gave me. But it also gave me the chapter in verse, the act in verse. Jesus Christ. You know, it's yeah. it's really just something else. Mm-hmm. So what about you? So what is your thoughts on artificial intelligence? Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? You know, what, what do you think about it? Uh, it's, it's a really good thing, but I feel like there's a lot of education that still needs to be involved with AI because AI has a pull from somewhere. It's not shooting things out the ass. So that means when it comes from an artistic perspective, you're giving us some form of art. You're giving us the answer. But where are you pulling that from? And now a lot of us are not doing a good job at that. So that means are you stealing from other people's artists that provides credibility? Where is that source coming from? Are you sourcing that originality from? And I feel like until that gets resolved, it's going to create a lot of issues as far as who is the true artist. Is the person that created the art from the beginning or is the person that just typed the text I need this type of design. Yeah, I understand that. You know, I look at it as a, you know, it's really difficult to say that you don't want artificial intelligence because you want to be here and you want to see these improvements in life and expand humanity. Right. But it's also as dangerous as can be. First of all, it's not regulated. So there needs to be an agency like the FCC or the FT, you know, or the, or the, Anything um, with three letters in it. Yeah. It work. It's got to be something that's going to regulate it so it doesn't go rogue and, and all of a sudden there's a monopoly and there's just one computer, computer that is controlling everything. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But there is that aspect that I love it. I do. I love it. And I would love, and some people may say, Joe, are you out of your mind? But, well, I'll, let me, I'll just ask you this. What's up? What's up? If I could right now and I had the technology to download your consciousness mm-hmm. in your brain and I could put it into a robot now Trey what I see right here right good looking black man gone mm-hmm. and I'm going to put you into a robot but you'll live forever would you do it no I would you would put yourself in a robot have gone. no emotions no I have my consciousness you have your conscious but but what's the emotions I have me yeah but it's th- my brain mm-hmm well, first of all, don't you think that a brain, like, you know, aren't we a computer system that we can download certain things, upload, download, right? We have yeah. pictures. We have certain things. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that if I can make you live forever and you will be able to be here on Earth forever, you're going to say no because that vessel that you have is so important to you. Well, let me ask you this. Can I have sex as this robot? 
I don't know. Eventually, because, I would assume that you are. Well, that's that's part of my. That's a part. How of old are you, by the way? I'm 28. But I'll be 29 next month. Yeah. When you get to 49, you're not gonna ask that question. <laughs> really? Yeah. It changes. Cool. I love it. I love it. But you know. I can't fuck for four times in one day anymore. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised, my guy. I mean, you can. <laughs> I could. Joe Cozo at 28, 29 years old can uh-huh. at 49. I mean, the, the gasoline starts, you know, the, the juice is different. Well, I'm going to need you to put something else in some of those. Uh, some of those you can, you yes. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there is help that you can do that and everything. But I'm just saying the drive. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you start getting older, too, things start, for me, mm-hmm. the importance of things start to change. Right now, for me, right now, it's all about wealth. Yeah, it's all about legacy. You know, and 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 what is what's my legacy going to be? And and all of a sudden, when you start to get to forty nine, you sit there and say, "Well, wait a second, man. When I was twenty nine, I said I got so much time. I got three more years. I can fuck around for this. I can do that. I'm only twenty eight years old." Mm-hmm. When you're forty nine, you don't say that anymore. You sit there and start saying the opposite, saying, "Oh, I just wasted this." I just wasted that. Because you're starting to get up there. The roller coaster of life now, I'm on the... See, you're still chugging up. True. And I'm all of a sudden now, I'm on a downward. And now it's... Well, you don't got that much time left. The ride's going to be over. Well, nowadays, I mean, even though I'm chugging up, the, the rails could pretty much cut you off. And you can fall off the incline at that point, at this point in life. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. But, but really, but you're in control of that, right? And you have time. I'm talking about aging out. That's true. Like aging yeah. out. Okay. That's what I mean. You're, you're like, so for me, I would want to take my consciousness mm-hmm. and I would want to put it and be able to live forever. But you would, you don't want to live forever. So, so here's the thing. I want to live forever in me, in me, with what I have right now. And it's like if I put myself in a, in a robot, I feel like, okay, a part of me is already dead and gone. I feel like I cannot truly be myself regardless of me being conscious and be able to have all these capabilities. It's like... At some point, the battery's going to die on this. I can live with it forever, but somebody's got to keep me charged up. Somebody's got to give me updates. Unless I have that much intelligence in my robotic capabilities that I could just take your soul, your energy, and just keep sucking it all up, I'm still going to be bound for it. Have you guys seen the Boston Dynamics robots? Yeah, I have. If you want to punch them up, punch them up, and let's play a little bit of them. I, I mean, I, I don't know how update I am on them, but I've, I mean, I've seen the TikTok videos. Yeah, let's take a look at this. Oh. This shit is crazy, man, how advanced this is getting. Is there any sound on that? There might be. I just don't want to get claimed. So okay. Yeah. Sound All right. off. Right, let's just see. Oh, wow. I mean, like, dude, the precision. Oh, so he's just being fancy with it. He is being fancy. For the longest time, I thought this was CGI. And that's what I was going to ask you, too. We sure that this is real. Now, here's another thing. That's very fluid. Yeah, yeah. Very flexible. It's insane. It's very fluid. It's like a video game. It looks like they're almost. It's almost like he's walking in on the moon. He he just jumped up so on the moon, right? <laughs> yeah. Here's it. Oh, there's a guy. So that's something. That's real. They're working now, together. Yeah. Do you see the one that he's dancing? They dance. Yeah. 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 That's the one I thought was uh, CGI. Hmm. I mean, that is something else. Now, imagine your brain is just oh in that Oh, my thing. God. That now, is freaky. So now let me ask you this, Trey. I put your consciousness, your brain into that. Now, I'm not saying... Now, this is this is, this is is infancy. Yeah. We're talking about... Ni- let's go back to 1970. Okay. And the computer is the size of a room, as in comparison to the computer is the size of this, 30, 40 years later, 50 years later. So I ask you, would you now... 
would that change your mind? Now that's, again, that's the 1970 computer. I take your consciousness out, you live forever, 50 years from now, you think it's going to look like that, that robot? You no, can do backflips, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually do backflips for the rest of my life. Uh, see, that's different though. But again, it's all about the human aspect of it all. But you're still, but you're still conscious. You still have a human. Men- What's human? Because the flesh. What's flesh? I can take you. I can shoot you and 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 kill you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're done. I have I have the ability to take your consciousness and and supplement it to different things. Now I can't just take your life whenever I want. You know, and, and, so to speak. Fair enough. Fair enough. What what I'm trying to say is is how bad is it? First of all, I think to get to that point, you have to have this AI where it's going to be. And I think it's going to get crazier and worse before it gets better. Like, it, oh, it, yeah, it could get definitely. out of control. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get to that, to for us to get off of Earth, there has to be something that we can speed up the process of, of rationalizing and solving problems. And that's what they say chat GPT can do. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They can write rap songs. The, the artist, can you put up some of the things? Chat GPT um, paintings. Okay. But and, uh, So as he's doing that, again, it's like, yes, it's able to solve these problems and create these things, but what's it pulling from? It's pulling from humans. Humans are still like the ultimate I see, generators I, I, for I, it. I think you're right, but I also think that the artificial intelligence brain aspect will be the internet. Mm-hmm. So how, how, you know, I know what you're saying, it's humans, but it's also more than just, it's it's more than that because it's taking information and then using that information for its own purpose. So a lot of the things that we have on the internet are human and a lot of it's not, in my opinion. True. Right? Okay. So so when you see this, I, I, and you look at like the human a- a element, right? And you see Picasso and you see these paintings and you say, oh my God, how can anything other than a human be, be able to do that? Right. But then when you see what AI is able to do, you tell me if the, you have it pu- getting pulled up. You tell me if there's a difference in in, in that. So that's the, is that's a painting for from AI. Can we make it bigger? Yeah, this is all Chat GPT generated mm-hmm. images. Is, are we able to make it expand on that and make it bigger? Let's see. If you if you uh, expand it with if you with with, uh, with a mag, there you go. Mm. <clears throat> I think Trey might be right to some degree. This looks like maybe a photo that somebody took that Chat GPT found like on the internet somewhere, and maybe like put a spin on it or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, it's taking. Like, well, isn't that isn't that how everything is, right? Isn't everything taken from one thing? How original is anything? To be honest with you, isn't everything that you do mm-hmm. right now stolen and taking and doing it to something else? As, just go onto your IG page. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, prime example, taking the shots of the cars. I had to learn that from somebody. Somebody had to say, hey, I got shots of the cars and you saw that. Isn't they, that... They're your pictures, though. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? But isn't that, mm-hmm. isn't that Chat GPT's picture? Not necessarily, because I, I agree with what he's talking about. It's like you're taking an element. All it does is taking the surface, it's taking that and just tracing over with its own colors. I, I don't think that that's what that's doing. This one, maybe not particularly. No, but. I think that that, per, that is not a car that... Is been painted from another picture. I think they took that and made it. Can you do a little bit more of a search, yeah. and let's mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Sorry let's take bunch. Yeah, yeah, and let's see some more. Like right there. Mm-hmm. If you tell me that a human created that monster on the right and that action hero on the left, 
then I would say, okay, it's copying. But I, I don't think so. I think that is... I think ChatGPT created that. A human is able to do that, but it'll take a long time for a human to design something like this. And I think but the whole point of AI is just cutting things off into a shorter time period. How fast can we do the same thing I mean, a human you, is you doing? You take the cat from one picture, you take this cat from another picture, you take this chick from somebody's art, this thing they found somewhere. But isn't that what isn't that what somebody's doing to begin with in your own way, right? I see something, I saw something, and now I'm going to make it into something different. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm going to make it my own. Yeah. I know I if I'm going to paint some female that's going to sit on the couch. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, aren't I envisioning something that I've already seen or a person that I've already known that's sitting on that couch? Correct. Yes, you are. But it's about the element of that. Okay, you probably seen someone probably sitting out on a beach, sitting on a chair, right? But now you could be seeing it sitting in a evening point of view. Now this time she has a partner by his her side. But isn't that a picture? Isn't every memory in your brain a picture? It is. It's a photo, mm -hmm. right? So what's the difference if the if the AI already has a photo that they they don't have to think about and say. Oh, what was that day? No, they have it right there. Because, that was the day. Because the AI knows exactly where he's pulling it from. Yeah, but, but see, just because you don't mm -hmm. doesn't mean there's any different. Fair enough. In my opinion, mm -hmm. right? Just because you're pulling this memory, but you don't have a file cabinet, AC3, <laughs> some girl that you met down in Mexico that you banged and she was hot. She was hot. Yeah, yeah. she probably was. <laughs> and, uh, but you understand, but look at these pictures. Yeah. I mean, look at these things. There's also, if you could do... Um, there's like um like nineteen twenty pictures that they do that they, they I, I saw. I, I mean it's difficult to like vintage. Vintage. See okay. if you could find any of that. Um Well he's pulling that up, there's mm -hmm. one other question because then we gotta take these things. That's, oh yeah, really shit. Okay, okay. Okay. You said you want to go to LA. Yes. But you have New York City, Manhattan, which is the epicenter for a lot of things, especially for photography, I believe, because the landscape, there's so many different things that you could Film and 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 photog you know especially for photography still photography, mm -hmm. but there's also you know it's the mecca for Broadway. I saw that you sing. There's no Broadway in L.A. Mm -hmm. Why L.A. and not sit here? You're in Jersey. Why not say, I'm gonna get an apartment right in the village. I'm gonna then hustle and I'm gonna try to make it right here, the epicenter of the world. You and hundreds of other people have asked me that exact same question, and I'm not mad at anybody for asking me that at all. The reason why is because you are is the epicenter for Broadway. I want to be in for film and television. And I'm not saying that New York does not have that capability, because it clearly does. But I want to truly be in that element because I got a taste of that years ago. I was able to build a network out You got an itch, did you? I'm oh looking at scratch. Oh, my God, dude. Every like couple of months, I'll go down there from being in San Francisco and make connections. I was about to live it up, you know? But totally different perspective happened, and I had to to deal with it, right? But the reason why I What does that mean? I don't know what you're saying. So what I'm saying is that- uh, well, no, You said a different perspective. You something that you don't want to talk about. Well, I mean, I don't mind talking about it. Actually. Well, what is it? So um, I was married. Uh, at the uh, time. Yeah, yeah. So it was like. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 28 yeah. years old. You're 28 or 29? I'm 28 right 28 now. years old. Mm -hmm. And you've already been married. Yep, and divorced. And divorced. you have kids? No kids. Good. God bless. Yes, thank you. All right. So you were married at what age? Uh, married at what? I think 23, 24. Military marriage? Uh, no, she's civilian. She's civil. She's civilian. <laughs> she's one of those. <laughs> I, I, if you're in the military, you say that. I, I'm not in the military. I, I've, I learned, I've learned it's a slang. I should not be saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you're civilian. Okay, so she's a civilian. Yeah. Twenty-three. Mm -hmm. All right, where'd you meet her? 
Meet her on campus at North Carolina A&T State University. Meet her on campus? Yeah. Okay, so how long were you dating her for from the time that you're dating to the time that you proposed? And uh, where did you propose? So two years we were dating, and I proposed in an art center in Greensboro, North Carolina, because both her and I, we definitely love the arts. We wanted to make the best out of it, so I was like, let's put it in that type of environment, so... That's where oh, hold on, I want to get back to that. You're not getting off easy on this. God damn What it. is that? What is that we're looking at, Eric? Uh, oh, Victorian These era portraits who never yeah. existed. These portraits, are, that person never existed. Yeah. There you go. This is what I'm saying. So it's not copied from somebody. That person has never existed on the planet Earth. I think it's like a... An AI did that. A conglomeration of people that did exist. Yeah. Well, well that's what everything is. Like, if I'm going to paint a picture, it's an existence of something that I see in my head that had to exist. Because how do I know to paint a couch if I've never seen a couch? How do I know to paint a couch if, I, if I've never heard of a couch? Right. Right? So I had to have something that I'm pulling a couch from for me now to draw a couch. It's more like... You're a it's more like you're drawing a picture of a couch, but it's a picture that he drew. So you take the picture that he drew of the couch, and then you add the cushions. No, that's not what that is. Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. That person never existed before. I think that's a lady that did exist with a photo, and maybe the eyes are different. Maybe the nose is from somewhere else. Right. I don't. I think you're. Different. I think you're underestimating AI. I think that is. Well, no, what is your thoughts? I'm about to say because I've seen a face like that before, probably in like a movie like Jurassic Park or someone like that. You know, there's some old white people that look like that. Oh, okay, that's right. Old white people don't all look the same. Oh, okay, that's not what I was trying to go. I know. At. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. I know that does look like a pop, but 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 it says it right there, yeah. right on the. Let's go back to the top. Uh, the heading, Victorian era people who never existed. These ports. Look at this. Oh, here's more. Look at that. Again, you would sit there and say that person had. Listen, if I didn't tell you that that was AI generated, mm -hmm. what would you just looking at that picture? What would you? How would you describe that picture? Where is it? Who is it? What, who is that guy? I wouldn't know. No, but I'm saying like so. Oh. I I look at that guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's a guy. He's a you know hard blue collar. He might even be the blacksmith. Mm -hmm. He's working hard every single day, right? Doesn't have a lot of money, but he likes to drink, right? Yeah, I would. Say, I would has say a fucked is, up life. This is a modern person. Because that's there's no way that's a vintage photo. Oh no, absolutely. The that's Boca. a modern person doing like a cosplay. Yeah, maybe this is... he's an actor on set, something like that. That's what I get. Well, out of this. that's because you're mm -hmm. that's because you're looking at it and you see that the, technical aspect. the aspect ratio of the film of, of the thing too. There's the blurriness in the, the background. Depth of field. He's depth super of field. sharp. Yeah, yeah. There's no there depth go. of field in 1800s. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's why you may be able to do that. But just that in general. I mean, I don't know. It's a it's a beautiful picture. I'm not going to front that. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, okay, who do we give credit to? You know? Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you see a world where everyone has their own AI robot? And that's your personal, and this is my personal, and I'm going to come over with my AI, and we're going to hang out with my AI and your AI, and I may get jealous because your AI is a lot better than my AI. Can yeah. you see that happening? I think I see it right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really do, man. But but can't but isn't that crazy how that can be? Yeah, it's like, like we don't have the ability to see certain things from the past. Like I, I would never be able to, at ten years old, think of what an iPad is. Right. Right. right? Mm -hmm. But now we're starting to see things that we thought that never would be able to happen is happening. Yeah. Absolutely, like like drones flying in the air, being able to find rescue people with them. Never would have thought that would ever happen. And now, like you were talking about, comparing AIs. I mean, like, dude, we do a living comparing phones, and it's the same freaking thing, you know? So all those aspects do pay a good 
good part in what we got going on for our future. When you walk out of your house, if you forget your phone and you're a mile away, mm -hmm. what do you do? I turn it right the fuck back and go get my phone. I need that. I need that immediately. Either that, either that, or iPad. I got. Ready. I gotta tell you the truth. I the you know the only time and 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 I may have to. I would probably turn around. Right, mm -hmm. is if I'm on the way to the airport and I'm on uh, you know traffic a little traffic, but I think I'm gonna get there. And then while there's a little traffic and I think I'm gonna be okay, even though there's traffic, and I'm like say 30 minutes away. Both way, 30 minutes away from home, 30 minutes away from the airport. And I realize now I forgot my phone. Do you still go to the airport and leave your phone at home and now you're going to go travel? Say for five days. Or do you turn around and miss the flight? When you think that there's a real possibility, you're going to miss the flight. What do you do? So am I really leaving to the airport like an hour before my flight leaves? Is that the scenario? So you have, like, you're going to be like. How long do I have? You have an, you have like an, you know. You either get the phone or you miss the flight. Yes. Damn. You, right. Yeah, that's a good. That's exactly right. You, you get the phone. Okay. Or you get the okay. you miss the flight. All right. From that scenario, if I just got to get to the phone or get to the plane, I'll get to the plane. I'm going to vacation. So you're gonna go. For, you're gonna go for five days, and your phone's gonna be home, and you're not gonna have your phone, and you're gonna be away. That's fine. That's I'll tell fine. you what I would do. You know why? Know why? Why? Because I probably go right to the Verizon store in. Austin, Texas, or San Diego, wherever I'm going to be, and say, hey, I forgot my phone, I need my new phone, and I need to be hooked up, right? That could happen, right? They can, I don't need my old phone. I'm sure you could get something. Yeah. 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 Something and I need to, I need action. I didn't think of it like that. No, I didn't. But, you know, I will always at least have, like, something that connects to it. So I'll have my iPad. I'll always have my iPad nearby. So, so I'm Oh, that. so you have your iPad that's also connected cellular. Mm -hmm. That's why you do that. Yeah. All right. I want to go back to L. I want to go back. No, forget about L.A. <laughs> go back to your, your marriage. Okay. So you propose. Mm hmm There was any doubt that she would say no or, I mean, say yes? Uh, there was no doubts. There's no doubts. You were 100% confident that was going on. You guys already discussed probably a little. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, how awkward. Well, not awkward. I mean, whatever it is now, I don't really care. We actually were already married. Like, we did a courthouse style, and then I still want to do something that showcased, like, hey, I'm in love with this woman. So I still got people together the day after we got married and proposed to her. So That's weird. I know. It was weird. But, I mean, the thing of the matter was, it was just that we was on a short amount of time. And it was just like, you know, we did it earlier only because what I planned for it didn't happen the day I wanted it to. So it's kind of like. I don't understand what that means. Would you get married like a shotgun wedding? So we did a courthouse style. So courthouse we, style. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you went to the courthouse and there was nobody there and then you had everybody afterwards. Yeah, yeah. What made you do that? So it was just like, hey, we're here at the moment. I didn't want to waste any time. I don't like wasting people's time. We talked about this for years, about being together. And since I'm here at this moment, because I was flying from California, she was already at school, so I'm like, I'm only going to be here for a couple more days, and I want her to live with me. I want her to, you know, be able to enjoy this lifestyle with me. But her parents were like, uh, no, you need to get a ring on that finger, and you want her to just live with you all the way out there. I'm like, well, that's a bad, because I genuinely love her, regardless of just what the flesh wants, right? I love her so I love everything about her. So, yeah. I'll marry her. And we already talked about it anyway. So let me get the uh, the father's blessings. Boom. Did a courthouse style. I was like, well, I still want to showcase because I'm a flashy type of guy. I want everybody to come together and experience this moment. So. Would you ever do that again? 
with her? Well, no, not with her. Not with her. I'm saying, would, would you ever do that? Like, you know, so there's pressure on the parents, so they're going to influence you on what and dictate what you're able and able not to do? Absolutely not. No, you learned a lesson from that. No, yeah, I've learned a big lesson from that. It's like I need to stand up with my own two feet about what the fuck I want. Okay, I obviously respect the family because when I marry the person, I marry the family. And so I want to make sure I, all that is taken care of. So building relationships from the beginning is very important to me. But as far as like what my expectation is and what I want, okay, now I know what is considered to be respectable for my needs. And if my partner and I want that type of lifestyle, we're grown-ass adults, this is what we're going to do, like it or not. And if we fall short, that's our responsibility to take up on it. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I, I, I don't know if you know Les Brown. He's a motivational speaker. No. You should listen to him. He's absolutely he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. His name is Les Brown, and he has this famous quote in some of his things, and especially about love when he's talking about relationships. Oh, I can talk about love and relationships all day, my guy. Yeah, he says, he says, you know, a lot of times about relationships, no one wants to be the first person to say goodbye. So you get, you because they don't want to say it. Like, you want to leave, but you don't want to be the one to say, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. Because it's basically saying, I don't like who you are. Yeah. Who you are doesn't jive. Even though I've been with you for three years, four years, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're not good enough for me. Yeah. And so that's, when you break up with somebody, that's basically what you're saying. You're not good enough for me. Even though you think you know everything about me, mm-hmm. you didn't know that you're not good enough for me. Yeah. That cuts right? deep. Yeah. So here you are. You're married. What made you, what was the, you know, what was going on? How, first of all, how did you get divorced? Did she divorce you? Or did you say to her, did you break up with her and end it? Like, who ended it? She did. She was like, I want to separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's Man. worse, what's worse is that she did that literally the month after I got promoted in the military. So here you are, you're riding high, everything is good. We're, we're making it, baby. I told you, you, you're dating a winner. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at captain now. Yes. Like, this is amazing. I want to separate. What How the did fuck? she do it with you? Like, where were you? Like, were you thinking about, like, were you guys about to go get some drinks? Were you guys, hey, we're going to watch Netflix tonight? No, what? no. So I walked back inside, and I can already tell the atmosphere is really bad. And so I'm just trying to figure out what way we can communicate, talk about our problems. She's already in the bed. She's, like, scrolling the phone, reading the book or something like that. And I'm actually trying to be vulnerable enough to express, like, how am I feeling? I'm like, babe, you know. I, I even come to the door. You don't even be saying hi to me. You know, like, what's going on? What can we do better? You know? And she was just like, you know, I just want to separate. I don't think this is good anymore. And I'm just like, wow. I I was devastated. I am, I'm, I'm not going to bullshit. I was just like, wow. For guys that get devastated like that and then they hit rock bottom and they feel like life is over and they have nothing. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone? How you got out of How to get out of that? How to get out of that rejection? low point of your life like what did you do to get yourself to a better place i took some fucking therapy immediately i said i i had to figure something out i had to talk to my parents lay down my pride and tell them like hey mom and dad the marriage failed she left me and and i had to get rid of the notion that of people judging me for it because i didn't want a divorce i want to be able to resolve our problems and fix it as much as we can you know and so the fact that here i am now having the the staple of being a divorced man or or of that nature, it, it sucked. But then when I talk, started to talk to people and ignore the judgment aspect of it all, I started to become a little bit better. I was still at my fucking low point. Don't get it twisted. But it was really about therapy, really about being true for myself, and then learning about who I am. What does love for Trey look like? 
And as soon as I started doing that is when I started to build myself and told myself, Trey, this is going to fucking suck. This is going to hurt, and this is not going to be fixed overnight. This is all a mental game. And as soon as you know how to play the game right, is the way you can better yourself. Who taught you that? I mean, that's, that's something. You, are you watching YouTube videos? No. Like, like I did? I did. I'm sorry, bro. When I, I was doing everything. When I was at my... I, I, I look back, and it was one of the best... You know, when you're in it, it's different. Mm -hmm. But when you, I look back now, it was one of the best times of my life ever when I was at rock bottom in a relationship and the growth. Yeah. And, and how you get yourself out of it and what type of man you become to get yourself out of the bottom. Right, that's how I look at it. So my my question to you is: is so you didn't watch YouTube videos? No. But what were you doing? Like who? How were you able to be smart enough to say this is the game, and you're gonna and, and you have to be patient. Time heals old wounds. Somebody had to say something. Honestly, man. So it was like the only person that really told me about a certain aspect was my friend Jada. So she was like, write out your problems, write out how you feel, and I didn't like writing that stuff out because it's like now I'm reminded over and over again how it was. So it was her like encouraging me to just write out how I feel. I'll read it and then I would ask myself questions. I interviewed myself. How did that make you feel? How would you how would you not experience that again? And what can you do to mentor other people to not experience what you went through? I was asking myself these questions to the point where I started making motivational videos off my own pain. Because I want people to learn as Trey, at this point in my life, I'm going through a shitty relationship, but I want to show to you through my actions that I could be a better person. I didn't even know, fun fact, the reason why I haven't watched YouTube or anyone else, like I didn't even know my dad went through a divorce till after going through this divorce. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have your dad the whole time. You had no idea that he was banging some other lady and <laughs> married somebody else? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. So, I mean, hopefully I'm not confusing the, the question, but the point of all is, it's all about listening to me. Like, we are very intelligent people. We choose to be ignorant to our own, our own needs. We are choosing to be ignorant of our own needs, and I refuse to be ignorant anymore on that. You know, what, what's what's funny, too, what I, from my research, from going through it, from seeing other people doing it, mm -hmm. and, you know, especially from just my own experiences, I feel like humans, just in their nature, are afraid to be alone. Yeah. Right? You get afraid to be alone. But then when you are alone, and you're in it, and you get over that hump of saying that, like, because right now I'm in a relationship, mm -hmm. but I know when, you know, if I was alone, it, it's not fun. It's not you. It's just the fear of being alone. What am I going to do? Who am I going to talk to? Especially when you get older and you have less and less and less friends. Yeah. But you. But but what you're saying though is is if you just know that it's a game and you got to get through it, you'll be able to, and then you'll come out stronger and maybe even happier on the other side. Yes. You know what I mean? If you go when you start going through it. Right, right. You have to teach yourself how to learn how to reframe your mindset in every situation. There's always a positive and negative experience you can go have no matter what decision you make or what decision is made for you. And so for me, I could tell myself, do I off myself or do I reframe this at this this incident that's happening to me and tell myself how I could be better? I am choosing mentally to say I got to be better than this because if I choose myself to go the opposite way, I had a shotgun under my bed, man. If you wanted to, could have done it. Yeah. Did you? So was there a point that you thought about that? I did. Because you was that deep into I, it. I was. You so, loved her. I loved her so freaking much, Joe. 
Loved her so much. She was a diamond in the rough. I didn't want her to be with anybody else. I wanted to protect her, love her. Like, she, fun fact, she I was her first and only relationship. You're the fun fat guy. <laughs> I know. I do a lot of fun you're, facts. You're a fun fat guy. Yeah. It's the third fun fact of the day. I'm, but a, good, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, well, I know what it's like to be in relationships and being broken up and dealing with that, that type of stress. So let me be the gentleman that provides her to not waste her time. Let me tell her my intentions. Let me be a part of her life. Be a part of her family. And know that I want to be your king and only that. And that will be one less thing you have to worry about for the rest of your life. You always have a man by your side. Was there, well, you know, was there a moment that you can recall that you got out of being self-pity and being depressed and being, you know, at the bottom of the barrel? Do you recall a time that you said, oh, wait a second, I think I turned the corner here. I don't think that my life, I should never have thought about giving up. I, I, I don't even really, I'm not even thinking of her as much as that way anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I feel better. Do you recall a certain time? Were you driving in a car? Were you in your room? Were you at work? Do you recall a certain instance that, mm-hmm. that you could look back to and say, yeah, that's when it was? Yeah, so the moment that I did that, uh, I was actually cast it, cast it. I was cast for a show. And I was standing in front of the cameras. I was getting ready to say my lines. And all I did was take a quick moment and looked around the set. And I said, she's not here. I still made this happen. Yeah. Why the fuck do I really need her? Yeah, that's the moment. And that when I was like, it's Trey G. Riley. And I just went on with it, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I was about to kill myself for a girl? Yeah. What the the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, meanwhile, think about how much ass is out there in its totality. And not only that, this isn't 1990 Mm -hmm. where you have to go to the club and walk around. You're a lot younger than me. Mm -hmm. I'd have to walk around the club with a drink, spend all my money trying to buy drinks for women, and just to to have them have a conversation with me, and you don't even know. Now, I could sit on my couch, have a slice of pizza, be completely naked if I want to, drinking, doing edibles, doing yeah. whatever the fuck I want, and I could be picking up chicks right on my cell phone. It's unbelievable. Hell, you could even play your Xbox, you could be in the same game, so now you have something in common to talk I about. I could be on another date, and nobody even knows the girl I'm on a date with We're in the movies and has no idea that I just hooked up with three chicks that I'm going to meet tomorrow. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's amazing. And it's a game changer for men. Yeah. It's so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Because you're not a hunter anymore. Now you're the hunted. Yeah, yeah. Especially certain apps like that when it's literally women picking on you to be chosen. I love that part. Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, that's why it. B- Bumble is the best. That's yeah, why. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Yes. You like me? Yeah. I'm going to wait a couple okay, minutes. Okay, cool. That's you one less day to worry about. Yeah, yeah. It's one less day. You know what? I'm not even going to write you back right away because I know you like me. I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm going to come back. I'm going to think about what I want to say. I'm going to leave you on red, and then I'll get you back yeah. to you. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll even ask ChatGPT what I should write back. <laughs> Fuck. Right? Who knows what I'm going to do here. It's crazy. ChatGPT is going to help you out in bed. Don't let that get to you, bro. Imagine Don't. if it does. Oh, my God. No. I will shit myself. I know. I will shit myself. But now, listen. So, I want to get into this here with you. Let's do this. But before I do, because as as we're doing this, right? As we're doing this, Thank I want you. you to promote your business a little bit here. So, if we could get back onto his IG for a second. Wait, website or IG? Website. Uh, we could do website. Yeah, your website's nice. I like your website. Thank you you very do it yourself? Much. Yeah, I did it all by myself, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. WordPress? I uh, use uh, Squarespace. Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at this website. I was looking at this earlier, and I was like, man, this is a really good website here. 
So what's that? So, you know, to the left, what is that? So this was at Animal Kingdom in Canada. We took a, I took a picture of a tarantula out there. Just wanted to get that experience of, like, animal photography. Then you take, so here's, this is very, this is an interesting picture. A mm -hmm. picture of a camera. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 it is a genius to that mm -hmm. in, in a way, right? Like yeah. there's a genius to that. It's the camera spying on the camera in a way. You can look at it so many different ways, but what do you see there? I see it's art capturing the performance of art. Yes. There mm -hmm. you go. Yes. Yeah. And so that was my 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 point too is like, okay, what tools am I using to capture the spider to capture this music artist? This is an example of what you're getting yourself into. Can you scroll down a little bit? Let's see what else you got cooking here. Mm -hmm. And so this right here, I took pictures of elements of storytelling. So I, I wanted to show the audience when they come to this website that I have experience in all aspects, from music videos to animal life to sorrow to love of marriage to just general like experience of What's life. What's that girl thinking on the right? On the right? The Asian girl. What oh, is she thinking there? You know, she's thinking about, I want to be a fly-ass model. By any means necessary. That's what you see. That's what I see. What do this you is, see? I don't see that. Okay. This is why art is that. that this is why it's a great picture because mm -hmm. now we have two people, two individuals. I, I don't know. I see. I don't see her happy. I see her. She may have lost her job. She may not. She may be the person that's not in love with her husband. She don't know how to handle it. But there is no emotions to her at all except pain. Mm. I see pain in her. I don't see happiness. Wow. I see. Someone looking out and saying, I want to get what I want, but I'm going to be subtle with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can see that too. I can see that. Go scroll down a little more. What else we got mm -hmm. cooking? We help local businesses and independent creators increase their social media presence using cinematography anytime, anywhere. So explain what that is. Yeah, so... Look uh, at you in the turtleneck! <laughs> I love the turtleneck style. Oh, I, I, I haven't worn it. a turtleneck in a long time. I used to love turtlenecks too, especially in the wintertime. But there you are. What are you using there? What's that program you're using on that computer? So I'm using Premiere Pro right You're now. Premiere Pro too. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm a Final Cut. Yeah, man. So. All right. So, so, so t talk to me about... Can you just scroll back up a little bit? From the thing, so what does that mean? There, we help local businesses and independent creators increase social media presence. What do you What do you do? What service are you doing? So I do a plethora of services. So I have a subscription base for um, small businesses and content creators. So once a month, I can come to your city and to your area, and we create a plethora of content. Right. So all that caters to your niche, catering to your niche about what you want to do for yourself. And all you gotta do is be present. Create the content, and we promote it for you. And all you got to do is focus on managing your business. How do you do that? So they contact you how? So they contact me through you know, IG or, oh, my God. All right, so listen. So let's just, let, let's, we're going to continue the conversations. We got the we got tissues. Paper. We got paper towels. Okay. Um, so let me just read this. This product is, this product is extremely spicy and has the potential to cause skin or mouth irritation. Oh, my God. Should we eat the whole thing or just half? The whole thing. It's the a whole gummy bear. thing. It's a gummy bear, right? It's a deadly gummy bear, bro. Consume at your own risk. Consume, beware. This is not your ordinary gummy bear. From Flamethrower Candy Company comes the next experience for those who seek the heart. Oh, my finger is already on Joey, fire. I see you shaking your hands. Yeah. Oh, my I, finger from touching this thing is a little hot. Oh, no. But I saw you shaking, man. All right, you, you ready to do this? <sighs> Only when you are, sir. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes, I am. Okay. So, oh, my God. So, uh, uh, mm-hmm. So, that's what we do. We focus on... Are you going to swallow it? Huh? <clears throat> 
I will swallow it, right? Uh, I, I will. <clears throat> already? Already? Um, you need the water already, Joe? What's going on, man? We got this. I swallowed it. Then I'm done. Oh. Mine's gone. Oh, just like that. Okay. I'm done. Mm. <coughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad <laughs> 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 Okay, we can do this, Joe. We can do this. I forgot you're in the military. Yes, I am. I fucked myself. Don't worry, you got edibles. You shouldn't feel anything. Okay. I don't know why we need the water or not. Yeah. Okay. Hello. It's my high, high, uh, No, it's bad milk. Oh, you got bad milk? What the fuck? That escalated quickly. I can hear Satan laughing right now. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. I almost gave homie spoiled milk. Oh, okay. We're gonna take it too. I don't care. I don't got COVID. Let's just switch it. Okay. Stop hogging it. That helps a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That helps. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the? The hottest thing I've ever had in my life. Mm hmm. Thank you. Mm hmm. It won't go away, Joe. It won't go away. I can't even talk. I can't talk. <clears throat> you talk a lot. Mm hmm. I'm gonna pass out. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> How long? Oh How long is it gonna last? <sighs> Quit hogging the milk, Joe. Quit hogging the milk, Joe. This is the worst thing I've ever taken in my life. It won't go away. Maybe you just don't. <laughs> maybe you just don't think about it. <laughs> oh shit! You're on a journey, baby. Ride it out. You got this. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> 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 mm hmm. Ah! Mm hmm. Ah! Mm hmm. Ah! Mm hmm. There's no more milk. What the fuck is the milk, man? There's no more. Oh my god. <sighs> I, put it, I, I blame you. Mm hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> I got, I got, I had to get touched on my side here. Uh-huh. I can't even talk. <laughs> I can't swallow. I'm scared to talk. I'm scared to talk. Mm. I just want to ponder on the life mm. that I had. Think about all who treaded in your footsteps before you, Joe. Got all thread. Got, uh, what's his name? The comedian from New York. Both comedians from New York. They never did this thing. They did the chip. That's not this. Mm. Well, this is worse than the chip? I don't know. I never took the chip. Oh, God damn. This is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Don't mm. trade it. Mm -mm. That made it worse. Mm. Yeah. I don't do it. I can't talk. I can't do anything. This is right here. Maybe we should have swallowed. It's, it's in my where... 
<laughs> where a piece of food is about to drop into your esophagus, that part right there is inflamed. Holy shit. <laughs> That was the hottest thing I've ever had in my life. I never had anything harder than this, Joe. We're in but this I thing. touched it here, and my whole lip here is done. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, by doing this, we're friends for life, right, Joe? Mm. Blood brothers. Gummy brothers. Gummy brothers forever. Gummy, gummy brothers forever, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now. So this thing, this thing is, you give this to your enemies. You give that to your enemies. I have several enemies that I love to give this to. Right? Especially that chick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, back to your little thing here. Can we scroll down? Can we try? I gotta blow my nose, too. Let me see this thing. <sighs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> That escalated so fucking quickly, Joe. I can't tell. I couldn't, bro, that was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. You can blow your nose. I'll mute you if you want. I don't care. <laughs> so, this is my domain of my portfolio. This is all the services that I provide for you look like You look like you just played 33 minutes straight on the basketball court. Your nose has got sweat. Dripping down the three pointers on that pussy, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you eat pussy? Yes, I do. You do? I do. I love it. I love it a lot. I just started eating my girl's pussy a lot. Mm. Seven years. Yeah. I wasn't really a pussy guy. I don't like eating pussy. Yeah. But I'm doing it now. It's a, it's a life changer, bro. That's how I got all this. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. And Scruff then it the, out. Yeah, and then the pleasure of a woman being pleased by your mouth alone. You gotta get them ready, man. It's not always about us, man. Do you have to make sure that she's t taking a shower before you start eating her box, or will you come home at six o'clock and no, you have no idea where she was and what she was doing? She pulls down her pants. You still eat a pussy? No, I'm, no, no. I'm going straight smashing. What do you if mean? I, if I know that she's taking a shower and she didn't shit, then I'm gonna eat her out. You eat her ass too? No, hell no. I'm not at that department yet. There's no terms of agreement signed about that area, man. I'm eating ass. Right, whoa. I mean, you just slow down there, Tiger. I'm, I've been eating ass. I mean, what's ass? You're eating ass and not pussy? I'm eating it all. Well, well now what, you are. I'm eating it all. What does ass even taste like, bro? Nothing. I don't breathe. Oh, see, so that's the problem, man. If, if you don't breathe, you don't smell. You, you know want that, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, the aftertaste, bro. Like. No, she's got, first of all, she's got to take a bath and, you know, and she's got to have the bubbles in the bath and everything and she's got to be clean and she knows I'm going to eat her ass. I don't just eat ass. I say, I'm going to eat, you want to eat ass? Uh huh. And then we get cleaned up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I straight pussy, clean pussy all the way through. If she didn't take a shower, but if I didn't know she didn't take a shower, I'm going straight in. Dick and pussy. Dick and pussy. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. This is the worst thing ever. Oh my god! I don't know how my stomach's going. I don't know how I'm going to do this boot camp yoga tonight. Oh. It's never going to work. Um. All right. So listen. Mm Now that I take it, now I'm not gonna take it ever again. I want to see other people do it, and I can just sit back and fucking watch. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get back to your thing here. So yeah, reels, TikToks. What do you do? You help people out. You, like, do you provide a service that if you 
somebody's taking film videos, mm-hmm. send it to you, and you'll put it on TikTok and Reels, or are you coaching them for Reels and TikTok? So I do both. So it's all part of your subscription. Think of it as the Netflix of social media productions. So for one payment a month that we come to you, we coach you what we're going to prepare ourselves to do. We take the videos, and then we are the ones that are chopping <laughs> it up. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no. Please. It's crazy, bro. You know what it is? It's my tongue. I have... The tip of my tongue is okay. It's where it landed in the middle of my tongue. is done. My stomach. Yeah, stomach too. Don't know what the fuck is going on. Whiskey and fucking flaming gummy bear. Gummy bear. Gummy bear and a fucking edible. So anyway, and we drank half and half. Added a fucking container. Like two fucking... I might need a trash can. Are you going to throw up? I might need a trash can. Yo, give him that trash can. He's going to throw up. Open the thing, though. Oh, man. You going to throw up? Have him stand by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, you, you want to wrap it up? <laughs> oh, my God, he threw up. Oh, it's coming out of his nose, too. He threw up. Oh. What do we need? What do we need? What do we need? Uh, right. Here, towels. You got towels? Right, you got towels? Okay. He's got towels. I've got tissues. Okay. Are we allowed to put this on the video? Yeah, you can. All right, good. Yep. It's on you right now. No, put it on him. Uh, no. What do you do? Get it off, bro. Get it right now off of me. I'm making an executive decision. Copyright claim is oh. yours. Oh my Did God. you get him thrown up? Uh, no, we'll get demonetized for that. We would? Yes, so I'm going to switch it back to you. No, we can throw up. Why can't you have people throw up? I don't know. I make the rules. No, you can have people throw up. He's not getting beat up. Mm-hmm. This gummies beat me up? It did beat you up. Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Is it on? Can you have it on the third camera? I got it on wide. Did it have? Was it on wide when he was thrown up? No. It was on me. Yes. Oh God! I can't believe he did that. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not. He's welcome. Oh. Oh. Oh my. I'm so upset that you didn't have it. Oh. That's video gold, Eric. Yeah. He wanted it. It's fine. I don't care. It's entertainment, my boy. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I knew what you were doing. Yeah, my stomach was well prepared for oh. what I was. You dropped the ball, E. Uh, I don't agree. You gave us this thing, and then you're not going to film him throwing up? I don't think you could show that on YouTube. Of course you can. Yeah? Oh, man, I am so disappointed in you. How you feeling? Like I got my ass handed to me. You my did boy. get your ass handed. He gave it to you, and then he doesn't want you fil- being filmed throwing up. Son of a gun. Oh, shit. All right, so anyway. Yeah. Come back to the mic so we can talk real quick. I'm, okay. you, did, you fucking vomited. Ooh. You projectiled right into that thing. There was snot coming out of your nose. Oh, sin, brother. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Ugh. Okay. All right, so listen. <laughs> can't wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> listen. Yeah. Trey Riley. One of the best guests I've ever had. Really? A hundred. Come on. Thank you, man. He threw up on it, threw up on it uh, uh, during the interview. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> this is the Joe Cozo show. Anything anything goes. Anything. And didn't I say to you in the beginning before we started, I said, you, anything goes. Anything goes. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be. If people wanted to follow you, how do they do so? Got you. 
So, you go on Trey underscore G underscore Riley on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Anywhere, I try to keep it simple as possible. Go on to www.TreyGRallyLLC.com to work with me and my team on social media from weddings, drone operations, anything you name it, we provide it for you. And the biggest thing of all, Joe, is that we travel anywhere across the world. Doesn't matter where you are, we'll make it work. All right? Oh, okay, look at you, but you're dying over there. Dying, but oh, you know I got it. All right, listen, with that being said, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're on YouTube, Rumble, Apple Podcasts, you name it. And with that being said, Trey, Riley, thank you, brother. Thank you, Joe. We're out. Peace. Peace.